Welcome to Inner Work with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hi there and welcome back. So it is officially February. Crazy, right? And is it just me or did January feel both eternally long and incredibly short? <laughs> I think January was a wild ride, y'all. <laughs> so by way of announcement, registration is officially closed for my group coaching program. But if you'd like to join the wait list, you can head on over to my website, MarianneWalker.life, and I'll get you on the list to let you know when I'm going to be doing another program. Also, I'm feeling kind of spontaneous today, so I have decided to do a Valentine's sale. What better way to show yourself some love than by improving your overall quality of life, right? So I know that for me, one of my favorite gifts to myself is a class or a coaching session or a healing session because they are just the best and it's the gift that keeps on giving. So I have seen huge benefits uh, for my clients that have done at least six coaching sessions. And so I decided to do a little deal. So when you add six one-on-one -on -one sessions to your cart and use the code VALENTINE35, and yes, I will put the coupon code in the show notes, but you will get 35% off of those six sessions. So come and work with me and let's improve every aspect of your life, right? What do you got to lose? <laughs> okay, so today we are talking about indecision. So indecision keeps us in limbo. It halts our progress. It stunts our growth. It also tends to perpetuate the things that we don't actually want in life because we're just going through life and allowing life to happen to us rather than being proactive about the life that we want to create. And this essentially reinforces our victim story that we talked about in episode 20. We are the victim of circumstance and everyone else around us is being proactive and about the choices that they're making and they are now our persecutors. So indecision, it keeps us stagnant. So when I was entertaining the idea of becoming a life coach, I had a lot of indecision around it. And I told myself I didn't know a lot of things, right? So I told myself, well, I don't know if I should do it or not. I mean, I kind of want to do it, but like, I didn't know how to get the money. I didn't know if I could find the time. I didn't know if I'd be successful at it. I didn't know how I felt about using family funds to further my education. You know, there were just a lot of things that I told myself, well, I don't know. And I don't know is a sign that you are remaining in indecision and essentially you are choosing to be a victim of circumstance. When we tell ourselves, I don't know what decision to make, or I don't know how to do this, oftentimes the decision will be made for us. And in the case of the life coach school, that's exactly what happened. Because I chose to remain in indecision for as long as I did, by the time I was ready to register, all of the seats had been filled and I was put on the wait list. And it was when I was waitlisted that I realized how much I really did know what I wanted. I had just been delaying it, right? I suddenly knew how much I wanted to go to the school. I knew I wanted to become a life coach. I knew I wanted to be certified by my birthday. I knew I wanted to start making money like yesterday by helping people. And once the choice of enrolling was taken away from me, it was then that I experienced a whole lot more clarity. And isn't that true for all of us? <laughs> Oftentimes we tell ourselves the lie of, I don't know what I want. And we do that because then we don't have to take any action, right? If we don't know if we want it or not, we don't have to do anything. And then suddenly the choice is taken away from us. And then we feel victimized that we weren't able to get the thing that we wanted, even though really we didn't actually take any action to really get it. 
And so, yes, in this instance, as you know, I was able to course correct and I was able to enroll the next time the doors opened. And I made a point to enroll early. As soon as I got that notification that it was open, I enrolled early before the other seats were filled because I knew I really wanted it. So I eventually took the massive action needed to figure out how to get the money for certification, how to budget my time for class and practicum calls and how to launch my business. And I did eventually certify even if it wasn't by my birthday, right? And sometimes I still kind of kick myself in hindsight thinking, oh, if only I had taken action earlier, like think of how many more months of experience I could have by now. But instead I'm choosing to take this as an opportunity to reflect on how indecision has impacted me and just recognize that, yep, I chose to indulge in indecision. And yes, indecision is an indulgent emotion. It is an emotion that we enjoy feeling, right? We indulge in indecision, even though it doesn't serve us and it doesn't create the result that we want. We enjoy feeling like we don't have to do anything. We enjoy thinking that there's nothing that we have to change. There's a part of us that actually enjoys having decisions made for us. And this part of us would rather not put in any effort at all. Because remember, our brain seeks out pleasure and it seeks to avoid pain or discomfort. So indecision helps us to avoid taking action and potentially failing, which we love because we know that failing doesn't feel good. <laughs> and inaction can often feel more safe than taking action because then you don't have to fail if you never try, right? So our lazy human brains actually love indecision. So turning on our higher mind and raising our own conscious awareness around what indecision is creating for us is truly the only way to really break the spell of this indulgent emotion. So let me illustrate this point with the example of a toothache. So let's say that you have a toothache and you are in indecision around if you should go to the dentist or not. So you tell yourself, well, I don't know when to call or I don't know what it might cost me just to have it looked at. Or, you know, I don't know if the pain is bad enough to warrant a visit. And maybe your brain is even jumping to worst case scenarios, thinking thoughts like, oh, I'm probably going to need a root canal. You know, I, I don't want a root canal. So, you know, I think I'm just not going to go in at all because right now, denial and ignorance, it sounds more comfortable than a root canal. So I'm going to choose that. <laughs> so the thing is, though, like in this case, remaining in indecision, it really is essentially choosing to remain in pain, right? to remain in uncertainty about how bad the problem is. And also in this case, it may actually increase the pain and the severity of the issue the longer we choose to remain in indecision. Our human brains love living in denial. <laughs> denial means we don't have to start or stop doing anything. We don't have to change. We don't have to set up the appointment. We don't have to learn any negative news or potentially negative news, right? We don't have to change um, what we're eating or drinking or change our oral, oral hygiene. We can just keep going on like nothing is different. Business as usual. And denial can feel really, really good in the short term. But is it really going to create the result that you want? Probably not. So let's parallel this with our relationships. Is there something going on in your relationship that you aren't addressing or that you are remaining in indecision about? Here's the thing about relationships. It's not usually the things that we are doing that result in a failed relationship. It's usually the things that we aren't doing that result in a failed relationship. It's our own passivity that kills intimacy. Oftentimes when I'm coaching on a relationship, the client might say something like, well, I don't even know if I want to be in a relationship with them or not. And when someone is thinking the thought, I don't even know if I want this relationship or not, do you know what they do? Not a lot. <laughs> this thought creates passivity. It creates a lack of initiation. It creates a lack of vulnerability. 
it creates disconnect, silence. And sure, they may be telling themselves that they're going through the motions, so to speak, but their actions, or in this case, lack of actions, reveal that they aren't actually invested in the relationship. They essentially have one foot out the door. The thought, I don't even know if I want this, does not create invested action. So if this is you, if you're thinking that you just aren't sure if you want this relationship or not, I encourage you to take some time to reflect on what your thoughts are creating for you. In what ways are you showing up from this thought? In what ways are you not showing up from this thought? Oftentimes when someone doesn't know if they want this or not, then they're generally projecting one of two messages onto their relationship. So first they may be projecting the message of, show me that you want this. This is where they're waiting for the other person to initiate, to prove their level of investment, to prove their desire for intimacy. So in this case, they are essentially sending the message that they are not going to invest unless their partner invests first, which let's face it, that is a lot of pressure and expectation to place on a partner. And it would require a whole lot of vulnerability on the partner's part, especially because you, their partner, you aren't showing any interest or engagement. <laughs> so that's really asking them to put themselves out there. And yet the expectation is that they invest in relationship when you're not willing to invest in the relationship yourself. And so that's really some mixed messaging there. The second message that they may be projecting into the relationship is that they've just given up. So they may shut down completely. They might resign themselves to being in a relationship that they aren't fully committed to. Uh, but also maybe they're even feeling like a sense of obligation to stay in it. So in this case, then they aren't expecting their partner to change. And maybe they've even accepted that their partner won't change. But they've also decided that they aren't going to change either. And I kind of think of this kind of a relationship as like you bought a house plant that you don't plan to take care of. <laughs> and you just are going to watch it die, right? So when we decide that we're not going to water the plant or give it the light that it needs, we are essentially waiting for the plant to die. This is very passive. We might tell ourselves we don't want it to die, but if we aren't necessarily doing anything to keep the plant alive, then we are essentially choosing to let it die. And I think we would all agree that this is not the best approach to have in a relationship. And really, who wants to be in a relationship with somebody who is passive and has just given up anyway? So when I meet this thought in a coaching session, I might ask, okay, well, what do you plan to do today? Do you plan to remain in a relationship today? And generally speaking, then they say, well, yeah, I, pl I plan to stay in the relationship today. I don't plan to end my relationship today. And I'll say, okay, well, it sounds like for today, you have made the decision to stay. And that may sound like such a tiny little rephrasing, but recognizing when we're stuck in a decision that we are choosing something can actually help to create powerful change. So how do things shift for us when we think the thought, today I'm choosing to be in relationship? And that thought can open up a new discussion, right? Because then we can ask questions like, okay, what does choosing to be in relationship for today look like? What does choosing to be in relationship today, like how does that change how you talk to your partner? How does choosing to be in relationship today shift your energy? Are you more proactive about your relationship when you recognize that you are choosing it? So asking these questions is a great place to start. And your thoughts and emotions around these questions can help to provide you with a lot of information um, that can help to support you in your decision-making process. It's valuable to remember that we are always choosing something. And if you want to explore this a little bit more, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 18, What If the Road That You're On Leads You to Where You Were Going? Because we are always going somewhere. We get to decide how conscious we want to be about our journey and our destination. Okay, so let's back up again quick to the example of the toothache. What if we consciously told ourselves, for today, I'm choosing to remain in pain and ignorance? <laughs> now, it kind of sounds funny to say that out loud, right? But truly, 
sometimes that is exactly what we are choosing. So whether it's with our tooth or with our relationship, we sometimes are choosing pain and ignorance just so we don't have to experience the discomfort of creating change and potentially failing. So it does take a little bit of courage to change how we show up. It can take courage to call the dentist and tell them, hey, I've been experiencing this pain for months now. And yeah, I know I'm not calling you until today. It can take some courage to tell your partner, hey, I miss feeling connected to you, but I want to try to rebuild that connection. All of those things can feel really uncomfortable. But the truth is, since life is 50-50, we're going to be feeling uncomfortable no matter what. (laughs) But we get to choose what kind of discomfort we want to experience. And generally speaking, there is a form of discomfort that is more likely to create your desired result. And while we can't opt out of discomfort entirely in life, oftentimes we can choose how long we want to feel uncomfortable for. So do you want to be in pain and miserable for who knows how long because you're choosing to sit in indecision about calling the dentist? Or do you want to feel some discomfort over making the phone call and getting diagnosed and having your tooth repaired, but then have the pain over with? Do you want to be in pain and discomfort perpetually in your relationship as you sit in indecision over not knowing if you want it or not? Or do you want to choose the discomfort of, hey, I don't know how I'm going to be received when I try this, but I am willing to try something new in an effort to create connection with my partner. And which kind of discomfort is more likely to create the result that you are seeking? If you're going to be uncomfortable either way, you may as well choose the discomfort that is most likely to get you your desired result. And remember, oftentimes, any decision is better than no decision at all. Neglecting your tooth could lead to not having the choice eventually. Like you, if you made it early on, right, you might have a choice of of getting a filling or a crown. Maybe those are your two options. Or if you neglect it even more, it may become more severe, right? But your choices will become more and more limited the longer you sit in indecision. Neglecting your relationship due to indecision, it could lead to your partner choosing to leave. And at that point, you will no longer have a choice in how you want to invest in a relationship because they've already opted out of the relationship. The decision has been made for you. It is better to try and to fail than to never to have tried at all, especially if you're going to be experiencing discomfort either way. And if you try something new and it doesn't create your desired result, you can always course correct. Sometimes we have to try and fail in order to know which path to take. And that's okay. Lean into the discomfort. Acknowledge what it is that you are choosing when you are choosing to indulge in indecision. You can make the choice or the choice can be made for you. Step into your own power. You have got this. And if you would like some support on your journey to help you to see what it is that you're creating due to your action or your inaction, come and see me. I'm happy to work with you. All right. I hope you have a great week and let's talk soon. Bye now. February is the month of love, and I want to celebrate by sharing some love with you. If you have found benefit listening to this podcast and want to work one-on-one with me, use the coupon code VALENTINE35 to get 35% off when you purchase six sessions. The discount will be taken at checkout. I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised by how much change we can create in just six weeks together. Don't remain in indecision. (laughs) Book now while slots are still available. Sessions can be booked at www.mariannewalker.life. See you there.